very good chorus we just sang you touched mine eyes that I might see in my ears God has been merciful and gracious to every one of us and we're so glad that we can gather together tonight for another night and another time 
in God's house. And we're glad for those of you also that are joining us online. And uh, we know that the Lord has been reaching out to a lot of individuals, a lot of souls and families. And we're glad that God has uh, allowed us the opportunity to, to reach out into your homes. And wherever you are outside of this facility, you can still receive the Word of God. You can still join with us in worship and in praise. And uh, tonight, again, we want to, before we pray, we want to remember uh, a special request. Those that uh, are, are not well in their bodies, they need uh, a touch, they need a healing uh, of the Lord. Yeah, those that are very uh, frustrated with things that are happening and uh, burdened down and stressed out. And there's quite a bit of those things happening in our time. We want to pray for those individuals, those families, and those people. Pray for marriages that are shaky, uh, homes that are broken. Uh, let's pray that the Lord would be merciful and gracious and keep uh, His people and keep us all protected from all this, what's happening in society and around the world. And most importantly, that God would keep our minds and our hearts preserved and fixed on Him. So why don't you join with me at this time in prayer and ask the Lord to help us and bless our service tonight. Let's all pray. Father, we thank you tonight that we can approach your throne of mercy and of grace. Thank you so much, Lord, that you have touched our eyes and our minds and our hearts and our spirits. reason for us being here tonight is because of your mercy and your grace towards us. Father, tonight we bring before you those around the world right now that are suffering. Those who need your help and your touch, Lord. Those who are experiencing challenges with their health or other situations that are so discouraging to them. We pray, Father, for strength. Pray for your help tonight. Pray for your mercy, O oh Lord. Pray that you'll encourage your people. O oh God, wherever they are, we pray that you'll send an angel and touch their bodies, touch their minds, and touch their spirits, O oh Father, and encourage your people. Make a way for them, we pray. Encourage their hearts, O oh Father. Let them not be overwhelmed with what's happening around, but God, increase their faith and their trust and their confidence in you. Tonight, we pray for guidance. We pray for direction. Lord, we realize that without you, we are so helpless and we are not able to, to do anything on our own. We'll fail miserably. Father, like your word said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthened me. You are our strength and our assistance and our help. And we pray, Father, tonight for your guidance and your help. Bless this service tonight. Let your spirit be rich in our midst, Father. Let your word be rich. And Oh, God, bless our pastor and, and anoint him, Father, with your Holy Spirit. Bless our service tomorrow also, we pray. In Jesus' precious name we ask it. Amen and amen and amen. Well, it's always good to be in God's house. It's always good to <clears throat> listen to the Word of God. And <clears throat> so important for us to join together in the worship. And uh, I think one of the first songs we sang tonight was uh, asking the Lord to fill us, uh, fill us with his spirit. Fill my cup, Lord, I lift it up is a song we sing here regularly in our assembly. And uh, fill us, uh, we need uh, the Lord to fill us because <clears throat> we are living in a time that, uh, in a society we live in that really drains us. 
the job drains us. Uh, even you go out and wherever activities you are engaged in, it will drain you. And that is why it's always a refreshing time to be in the church and be in God's house where we can gather together and praise the Lord and worship Him. It's, uh, it's an honor, honor to be here. I think uh, we had <coughs> such a beautiful uh, service on Wednesday night, this beautiful lesson uh, on Wednesday night. And this is one of the things I really appreciate. Uh, during the entire pandemic and the, the time that <coughs> the world was going uh, 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 crazy, and uh, uh, even our politicians and our medical field, the world, uh, was uh, getting confused and not able to provide answers to some of the questions or situations that we faced with. But God has been good to His people. Amen. I think the Lord has really been good to us. And, and I think uh, during the whole course of this time that the Lord has given us some real tremendous lessons. <clears throat> lessons not designed to educate us alone but lessons that are designed to change us and allow us to see our own selves for what we are. See, we don't judge ourselves based on our standards. That's why we have the Word of God. Uh, this book that God has blessed us with is a tremendous, tremendous book. And His Word, David said, His Word is a lamp unto my feet. And that gives us the direction that we won't stumble. If we can live God's word and, and understand the word of God, uh, we would not walk in darkness. You see, God's word is light. God is light. And uh, he has helped us over this, these past uh, months, and a couple of years especially, to understand that all things, uh, he's in control of all things. And all things work together for good. Uh, might be a sickness that we were afflicted uh, with and a situation that might not be, un not be pleasant. But we have learned over the years to trust in Him. Uh, he makes the right decisions, the right choices. And uh, uh, we have learned to be able to become like Him. If you see, if we have the mind of Christ, for us to have the mind of Christ, and this is one of the highlights for a Wednesday night service, if for us to develop the mind of Christ, we need to understand Christ. And we need to understand His Word. We need to understand His will. And for us to get to that place, uh, it's very vital and important for us not to miss services. Uh, not to take the Word of God for granted. Uh, we need to make some serious adjustments in our own personal lives. It's, a, it's a one thing for us to listen to a very valuable and tremendous lesson. But it's another thing of great importance for us to make the necessary changes that needs to be made. See, God is in control of all things. And I understand that. He's, he's all-powerful and He's in control of all things. But you and I, we've got our human responsibilities. See, when Paul said, he says, I talk about a great house, there's not only vessels of gold and silver, but of wood and hay. And, and he says, he went on to say, if a man therefore would purge himself, uh, there were vessels of honor and vessels that were dishonorable. And he went on to say, if a man will purge himself from these. See, God would not come down and do that for us. It's our own decisions that we'll have to make.
our choices that we'll have to make. And sometimes we are, as human beings, we are affected by circumstances and situations. And we are exposed to things all around us. We are exposed to things. And see, the exposure would allow us to lead to different options. And unless we are given the direction from God and abide by His Word, see, this book that we have is useless to us if there isn't someone to break it down and interpret it for us. Uh, the scripture says, I think Job made mention in, in Job, the book of Job, when he says, if there be a messenger, not only every and any messenger, but a messenger that is sent by God and whose mind is touched by God and who is provided the direction by God to give God's people meat in due season. And he says, if there be a messenger with him, an interpreter. As a matter of fact, sometimes we read a scripture and we may not understand it in our human uh, mentality and, and our human weaknesses. We are incapable of understanding the truth of God's word unless God provides that source, uh, that messenger to break down the scriptures and give us the direction and the guidance that we need. He says with him an interpreter, one among a thousand. See, there are so many voices in our time today. And oh my God, there are so many uh, uh, television uh, ministries and programs that you can look at. And if you don't have a strong and a good foundation, uh, you'll be swayed. Uh, Paul made a statement, he said, uh, I think might have been in Ephesians, he says, uh, that we be no more children uh, tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of uh, of a uh, of uh, direction, every wind of doctrine. Uh, we need to settle down and stabilize ourselves mm -hmm. and uh, let God settle us. And uh, for us to get to that place where the Lord can use us. He said at one time when Paul said, he says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who taught it not equality with God, a thing to be grasped at. But he humbled himself. You see, when I look at, uh, at uh, programs today in, in uh, the, the, the evangelical world, uh, they are good people that are, have been deceived uh, because of pride. The same, the same thing that destroyed Lucifer. I uh, see uh, humility is the opposite of pride. And Jesus was filled with humility. He did not think it was uh, for him to get to that place to be equal with God. You see, the, the, the Father is always greater than the Son. And, uh, and uh, Jesus, he humbled himself. And so we pray that God would help us not to get to that place that we want everything that we do or anything that we do uh, to be recognized uh, and motivate uh, us to receive uh, praises from humanity or mankind. But all our works, whatever we do, all our intentions uh, would be given the direction by the Lord. Now here we are today and it's not an easy time we are living in. It's not an easy process that God is uh, taking us through. There is frustration. Uh, we make sometimes and most of the times I would say that I've made the wrong decisions. Uh, and that's because I don't really have the mind of Christ. But it's not an impossibility because when Paul made that statement, there were a lot of individuals 
that did not have the mind of Christ. To have the mind of Christ simply means that you think uh, the thoughts that Jesus would think. You behave the same way that he would behave. You love the same way that he would love. You judge the same way that he would judge. You conduct yourself the same way that he would conduct himself. And if we are to judge ourselves today and put ourselves on that, uh, on that, uh, on that table and, and, and judge ourselves and judge our character and our, our motives and our, our lifestyle, it is so far from the Lord. But you know, the good thing about it is when we read in the scripture, when Paul made a statement, he said, in the, I think in Corinthians, it might have been the second chapter of 1 Corinthians, when he says, he says, but we have the mind of Christ. They did not start out having the mind of Christ, but the process that God had to take them through allowed them eventually to develop a mind that their thoughts would be similar to that of Christ. When God, when the scripture says, when the Lord says, he says, your thoughts are not my thoughts. And he says, your ways are not my ways. He says, far as the heavens are high above the earth, so far are my ways than your ways and, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Would you imagine how far that would be for you and I to really think about how far we are from God? But a good thing about it all is a place like this tonight that we have that is teaching us how to develop godly ways. You see, I did not realize that I was ungodly until that scripture is opened up to me and the holiness of God is being exposed and, and we are exposed to that and see how wretched we are. That's when we realize how far we are from God and how unrighteous we are because sometimes we develop our own righteousness, which is classified as self-righteousness. And unless we get to that place, you see, it's a, a sin outside, a blatant sin, like, uh, like a liar or, or a drunkard or, or somebody out there, an adulterer. It's so easy for us to recognize those weaknesses and those transgressions and those sins. But self-righteousness is such a hard sin to recognize. as because not everyone that lift their hands and say, Jesus is Lord. Yeah, they are doing the will of the Father. Mm -hmm. And not everyone that, come, that, that says, I'm coming here in the name of Jesus. Uh, Paul made a statement in, in Corinthians, I think. He says, uh, he says uh, do I uh, speak with the towns of men and of angels and have not charity? I am nothing. He said, do I give my body to be burned? I am and have not charity. I am Nothing. You mean all these sacrifices? Do I give my goods to feed the poor and have not charity? I am nothing. He says charity suffers long. And we can ask ourselves that question tonight. Are we suffering long? Are we making some sacrifices when the Lord comes back? He'll say, depart from me. I never knew you because you, you workers of iniquity. Uh, we, can, we can get to that place that we can make all kinds of sacrifices. When Jesus made a statement, he says, These, this people draw it nigh to me with their mouth. And they're on me with their lips. And for years, Pentecostals have been engaged in worshiping with their mouths and, and honor with their lips. But something was missing uh, for, from them. And something was missing from us. 
And that is the heart worship, the heart dedication and the heart that reaches out to God. Uh, that David said, he says, thy word have I hid in my heart. See, when God takes a hold of the heart and he begins to change that, he brings about something that's called conviction. And when I have his word and his understanding of his word, and then I do something that's contrary to the will of God, I become ungodly and unrighteous. And then I begin to have that conviction, you know, knowing the truth from error. And God is working in my life. I appreciate a place like this tonight where I can learn God's ways. Not only educate myself in God's ways, but I'm given the opportunity to develop some of God's ways. And that is why we have the Holy Spirit. Isn't the Holy Spirit a beautiful thing that God has given us? Amen. Not only a comforter, but it's giving direction to every one of us. When Jesus said, he said, if this people draw it nigh to me with their mouths and they honor me with their lips. But a problem was their hearts were far from him. He says, in vain do they worship me. In vain simply means without reward. I could go to the bank if the bank closes at five o'clock in the afternoon. And I go five minutes after five and they close. I have gone there in vain. But do you know I can come to church? I can attend every service. For 40 years, I can attend a service and attend church faithfully. And if my heart is not dealt with by God, and if there isn't a change in my life, and my heart still remains the same, then I've gone to church and worshiped God in vain for 40 years. And may God help us not to get to that place where we don't feel that conviction in our hearts anymore. But the Lord can touch our understanding. You touch mine eyes, the song said, that I might see. And God has touched our eyes. Blessed are your eyes, the scripture says, for they see. And blessed are your ears, for they hear. You might be sitting down right next to you. Might be someone sitting next to you. And you might be touched and God might touch your eyes and your ears and your heart and your mind and bless you. person next to you might not even be right next to you in their mind. But you see, the mind is something very powerful. And this is where we are working with and we're working on the mind. I can be in service today. And if, if you could examine yourself for a moment, think about this past day. Think about you for this past 15 minutes or 20 minutes that you are in this service. How many of us have had our minds drifted away from where you are to something outside of there? Now you wonder, how we, did I lock my car? Your mind has drifted. You see, Satan is very subtle. And he'll use, sometimes he'll use a, a, a means that you might feel is appropriate. When your preacher is reading a scripture and you might say, oh, you know what? There's another scripture that comes to my mind. And so there is something that God was planning that to use to save you. There might be a line of thoughts that was designed to save us for us. If it was needful for us to listen to that, then I decided to find another scripture. And so I was distracted from whatever God designed for me to get be saved by. Or I may say, you know what? I need to go to the bathroom. I need to move out on the service. These are slight ways or distractions. Uh, these are deceptions that the devil used to grab us. 
And when we examine ourselves, and we, for long we have been examining ourselves so much, and we have examined ourselves so often and do nothing about it. But God has to help us that when we examine and we see there's flaws in our lives and we see that uh, we, can, we still say things that are inappropriate. You know, our speech, the scripture says, should always be with grace. Season with salt. When we have that spirit of Christ dwelling in us, it will help us. To change the way we talk. He that hath knowledge spirit his word. And a man of understanding is of an excellent spirit. Mm -hmm. There are times in which we may not see anything. We may not react outwardly. But deep down on the inside there is that still anger. And that is why Jesus made that statement that it has been said. Thou shalt not kill. The law of God, the law of Moses said, it, thou shall not kill. But I say unto you, see, Jesus did not come to make it easier or done away with the law. He did not do away with the law. He says, but I say unto you, if you hate your brother in your heart, it's not an outward thing now, it's something of the heart. It is of the mind. You see, the heart, the mind and the heart works hand in hand. We can have everything up there in the mind. And this is where the devil plays. The first place that he, he tries to distract us is in our mind. Have you gone through this past week feeling defeated? Have you felt that there's, you're stressed out? Situations around us would cause stress. But God's word would bring peace. You see, situations around us, when you use the television, might be a good source of educating ourselves. And to follow what's going on in society, and what's happening around the world. But that same television could be very destructive to our spiritual growth and development in God. Just imagine if Jesus was in your house today, or this past week, or this past month. Would I be comfortable sitting down? You see, we're, try we're trying to develop the mind of Christ. Would I be sitting down and, and very comfortably watch the same shows that we I watched over the past month or past year? Good you see, if Jesus was sitting alongside me and I pick up the phone to call someone, my conversation. See, for me to develop his mind, I got to think like him. Would I have the same conversation, telephone conversation, with somebody over that phone the same way that I had in the past when Jesus is sitting there? Or do I put on something? You see, there are things that we need to put off. I agree with that, 100%. And there are things we need to put on. True. But are we putting off the wrong things? When I say the wrong things, the things that are designed to save us, are we putting those things off? And are we putting on the things that are designed to destroy us? May God help us. We, we have to begin to think like Jesus would think. We have to begin to speak like he would speak. Begin to act like he would act. When Paul made a statement in Romans, I think the 12th chapter of Romans, he says, he says, I beseech you therefore, 
by the mercies of God that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto him. Holiness is not something that we can buy at the supermarket. Holiness is not something that we just put on. It's something that's developed and it takes a while. Holiness is reflected when no one is around. And I'm away from all the saints. And I'm alone on a vacation somewhere. Do I conduct myself the same way as though when I'm in church? Do I have the same sort of a thoughts going through my mind as when I sit in church and we're singing the beautiful songs? To develop the mind of Christ, my friend, is not an easy thing. It's very challenging. And for us to get to that place of which to help you and help me to develop the mind of Christ, we need lessons like we have receiving for these past few services. To know that what we need to put off and what we need to do. And Paul said, he says, he says, uh, present your bodies as a living sacrifice. What's in my home that if the Lord is to examine, and he sees that. What's in my home that's an ungodly thing? What's in my home that's an idol that comes between me and God? Anything that's placed between you and God is classified as an idol. Might be not only a garment, not, not, not only a, an apparel, but it might be your child. It might be a spouse. It might be a house that God has blessed you with. It might be a car that he has blessed you with and you spend more time. That thing comes between you and God. It is classified as an idol. It might be one's education. One's accomplishment. You see, when I, when I, when I get a promotion in my job, as a child of God, it's associated with blessings. You keep God's law and His commandment, the law, the scripture says, you will be blessed. You'll be blessed when you go out. You'll be blessed when you come on in. Your children would be like fruit, a fruitful, wife would be a fruitful vine. And, and your children like olive plants around your table. Why? Because you've kept the laws of God. The scripture says the blessings of God would come and overtake you. Yes. But when the blessings of God. Becomes. That idol in my life. That comes between you and God. Then God will remove that. In order to save us. Mm -hmm. He'll remove that. And in order to get us to that place. Where we need to understand. What he wants for us. Mm -hmm. What he desires for you and for me. Present our bodies as a living sacrifice. Holy. And acceptable unto him. When we sang that first chorus or second chorus, the third chorus we sang tonight, we sing it to the Lord. Fill my cup, Lord, I lift it up. When God looks down tonight, you might be sitting here in the congregation, or you might be sitting in your living room, or wherever you are, it might be in your car. Would that be acceptable unto him? When he looks down, when he says, okay, that's acceptable, I'll accept that. If that's not acceptable, then we are not doing it right. 
We need to start over again. We need to do it right. He says, acceptable unto him. Be not confirmed to this world. See, that's the problem. We live in an age that's pulling on us. Be not confirmed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of our minds. This is where we need God to touch us and help us with our minds. Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee. You see, I'm saying this and it's very hard for me to do myself. For the past day, for the past 24 hours, how much have we kept our minds on the Lord? We can answer that question by just finding out how much peace do we have? How much stress do we have? How much depression do we encounter? How much of, of negative thoughts going through our mind? Thou will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee. And then Paul made a statement, I think might have been in, in Philippians. Uh, when he talk about it, he says in Philippians, he says, uh, he says the things and whatsoever things that are pure. He says whatsoever things that are good. Whatsoever things that are honest. Whatsoever things that are just. Whatsoever things that are pure or true. He says whatsoever things that are of a good report. COVID-19 is not a good report. <laughs> But we spend a lot of time allowing that, our minds, to think on something that's not a good report. Paul says, you think on these things, a good report. When I hear a good report that God has healed this child of cancer, that's a good report. I ought to think on that all the time. When I hear that God has blessed somebody that was sick and they got a healing... Got out of the hospital like Brother John did. He got out of the hospital with a healing. That's a good report. That would always be in my mind. Amen. But not the negative things. The economy is going under. The dollar is collapsing. And there's so much frustration in the world. And my mind is caught up thinking on the negatives. I will always be under depression. Because my mind is not stayed on God and the things that God wants me to feed on. But when I can develop the mind like Jesus, none of these things would move us. May God help us to get to that place. None of these things would ever move us. When Paul writing, I think he was writing to the Corinthian church. When he says, he says, casting down. See, there, were, there, were, there would be thoughts coming in your mind. You see, uh, 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 an evil thought. It, it, it would not destroy you, but thoughts of evil will destroy you. When that Satan, having put that thought into the heart of Judas Iscariot, one little thought, one little seed, he put in Judas Iscariot his heart to betray the, the, the Son of God, to betray Jesus. Now Judas could have ignored that. Judas could have resisted that. And allow God to help him to overcome that. But he put some water. He poured some water on that little seed. And that seed before you know it. It began to germinate. And so you might have a thought in your mind. That Satan puts there. And, and before you. 
instead of you getting rid of that evil thought, it become a thought of evil. You accommodate that and it begins to grow. And what happens? You eventually your, your, your condition worsens and you're under depression and stressed out. But Paul says casting down imaginations or reasonings and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God. When a thought comes in your mind, have you had a thought that I wonder if we are in the body of Christ? I wonder if we are doing this right. Paul says, every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God and bringing every thought to the obedience of Christ. For us to develop the mind of Christ, we have to do that. Casting down these evil thoughts and that comes into our head. And bringing every thought to the obedience of Christ. We cannot serve two masters. We cannot be double-minded. James made a statement in the book of James. He says, he says a double-minded man is unstable in all of his works. He says, let that man or woman know that they shall receive nothing from the hand of the Lord. Why? Because that double-mindedness. You see, the scripture says, Jesus made a statement. He says, the light of the body is the eye. It might have been in John or Matthew. When he says, the light of the body is the eye. He says, if thy eye be single, then thy whole body shall be full of light. But if thy eye is not single, if it's just a wandering around, if it be, it be darkness, then thy whole body will be full of darkness. But you know what? Sometimes the light that we feel is light. Jesus says, if the light that is in thee be darkness, how great is that darkness? If we think what we are doing is correct and it's against whatever God wants, then we are in error. We don't know the right way to serve God. We are double-minded one way in church and outside of church we are in the other. We are somebody else. But these lessons... The Word of God is designed to allow us to bring our minds in subjection to the Word of God. It would not be an easy task. We have to start somewhere. And when this, when this starts in my mind, I resist that. Peter made a statement. He said, he says, gird the loins, the loose ends of your mind and be sober. In other words, what we need to do is to stop. Don't listen to everything that you come in contact with. But let God begin to work in your life. Molding you. The way he wants you to be molded. And guiding your footsteps the way he wants it to be guided and directed. When Peter, when Peter on the day of Pentecost. When they received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And this scripture says they had all things common. And they began to from house to house breaking bread. Serving the Lord in the singleness of heart. Their minds were not over the, all over the place. I wonder if the Pharisees is right or one of the Sadducees is correct. Or one of the Essenes is correct. No. They knew that Jesus was Lord. Whom do men say that I am? Some may say that you're Elijah and some may John the Baptist. He says, but who do you say that I am? Peter was touched by God. He says, thou art the Christ. 
He had a revelation. And that is why when he received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, he became a totally different individual because he began to think like that same being who died for him, whose spirit was dwelling in him. And if we've got the spirit of God dwelling in us, we will begin to think like Jesus would think. Let us pray that God would give us not the fake baptism of the Holy Spirit, but the true baptism of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And as we empty our lives out, begin to empty, Paul said in, in, in Colossians, uh, Colossians, I think it was, when he says, uh, he says uh, uh, if you be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above. He says, and put off, he went to say, put off all these wrath and anger and malice and envy. Not only put them off. You see, we can put off and leave ourselves empty. When Jesus made a statement, I think in Matthew, when he says, when if a spirit is gone out of a man and he wanders about seeking rest and find it none, he'll return. But if he's wandering about and you walk in his path and he finds that you are empty and you're swept and you're garnished, what do you think he would do? <laughs> he doesn't have to go back to the old man because he found somebody that's closer to him. And that is why we cannot afford to have our lives empty. We cannot afford to have ourselves empty. We need to fill our lives with God. We need to read our Bible some more. We need to pray some more. The devil, the scripture says, is like a roaring lion walking around seeking whom he may devour. May God help us not to be an easy victim to the devil. But our minds, we want to pray with God, will touch our minds and touch our spirits. That we need to resist the devil and that he will flee from us. As we begin to empty our lives, we become a vessel. God has molded us and he's fashioned us into a good vessel. But it's empty. Let's come before him. Let's not search ourselves no more. We are empty right now. But let's begin to see what God needs to fill us with. And put on all these. Love. And gentleness. And kindness. And meekness. Let's begin to put on the qualities of the Holy Spirit. Now we are in this place. We are empty. And we are helpless. We need God to fill us. We sing a song. Uh, I, I, you know, it's like, I am hungry for another wave of glory. For this is this fresh touch you had promised would be mine. I pull my chair up to your table, Lord. I'm ready now to dine. I'm hungry, God. I'm not hungry for evil, but I'm hungry and I'm thirsting for righteousness. So I pull my chair up to your table. Lord, I'm ready now to dine. Here's another empty vessel. Lord, I'm empty. Would you please fill me? Fill me with your spirit. Fill me with your love. Fill me with your grace. Fill me with your love and your mercy of God and qualities that you want me to have. So I would not be empty anymore. But I'll be filled with the spirit and the power of God in my life. That Satan would have no place to us. Give no place to the devil. Let him not feed on my flesh anymore. This is such a wonderful place to be here tonight. I'm so glad that I can be in the house of God. Rejoicing in the presence of God. And having these lessons and these instructions to give me hope in my heart. That I can eventually say like Paul said. We have the mind 
of Christ. Amen. Amen. Why don't we sing a song right now and, and let's put our hearts together. Let's all stand and sing this chorus, this song, and let's let God touch our minds and our hearts tonight. Amen. Everybody, come on, sing it to the Lord tonight. Fresh touch you have promised would be mine. Pull my chair up to your table, Lord. I'm ready now. Sing it to God. Fresh touch you had promised would be mine. I pull my cheer up to your table, Lord. I'm ready now to die. It's another empty vessel of In Jesus' name, Lord. Oh, help us, we pray tonight, Lord. Fill us with your spirit, oh God, with your presence. Fill our lives with holiness and godliness and righteousness, we pray. Oh, in the name of Jesus, would be mine. Pull my chair up to your table.
Jesus' name, Lord, in Jesus' precious name. Cheer up to your table, Lord, I'm ready now to die. Here's another empty vessel, fill me, Lord, another time. I am hungry for another Father, tonight we call upon you. As your children, Lord, we beseech you for mercy and grace. Yes. Father, you see the struggles in our lives and the challenges that every one of us face. You see, Lord, that many times we would make an effort and we'll make promises and we'll decide. And, and God, because of the subtlety of the adversary, our foot would slip and we get carried away with the deception that lies around us. But Father, tonight we call upon you as we empty our lives out of things that are not needed there for our spiritual growth and development. We empty our hearts out, O oh Father, and our lives out of every sin that has so easily beset us. And we pray tonight that you'll fill us. Fill us with your spirit. Fill us with your love and fill us with your grace and help us, O oh God, that we can develop the mind of our Lord Jesus and his ways, godly ways. Let holiness and righteousness and, and, oh, Father, goodness be integral parts of our lives. We pray for those that are weak tonight. Those that are, Father, faced with this challenge, oh, God, that feels helpless. We ask you for strength. We ask, Lord, that you'll break every challenge of the devil, every stronghold of Satan in the lives of your people, Father. Every cord and chain that hold your people in captivity, we come against tonight in the name of Jesus. And we pray for their freedom, O oh Lord. We ask you, God, for deliverance and strength and for healing and for protection as we come in our future entirely in your hands, Father. Direct our path and our steps, we pray. In Jesus' precious name, we thank you tonight for your spirit. Thank you for your love and your grace. Thank you for your mercy, O oh God, and this opportunity we have, giving us another chance that we can change our lives and turn it around. In Jesus' blessed and holy name we pray. Amen and amen. Thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Amen. Praise God. Amen.